0: summertime, and the reading is easy, and I'm going to make it easier for you with a bunch of suggestions that came from the people who run the independent bookstores in New Orleans. Hi everybody, it's Jean Nathan. It is time for Crosstown Conversations. As we enter the serious part of the summer, it has started, it is with us, the heat is on. So we have maybe just a little bit more opportunity to kick back a little bit. And it's a great time for summer reading, but you have to know what to read. And if you're like me, you're during the year, you're just too busy to even think about books. But when you do, you wanna know what to read. And I have Jennifer Taylor from the Community Book Center, Give me some ideas about books that are out right now that um, people would either enjoy and or um, learn something from this summer. I, I like to learn things from my books. So I don't just read for pleasure. I'm usually kind of dealing with national politics and local politics and cultural stuff and all kinds of things. But um, I, I, I could be tempted into reading a novel if you tell me about one that I should read. Oh, shit sure. Even a novel is political.
1: You know, I read Farrah Jasmine Griffith' book. Read until you understand. First thing I noticed when I opened up the page in an introduction, she said, "This book begins with a girl and ends in grace." So that that opening line, you know, it really, you know, caught your attention. Yes, it did, mm-hmm. and. Uh, think she had had said, you know, because she uses Toni Morrison, she uses works by Frederick Douglas, she used comparative literature. And so, and the subtitle is The Profound Wisdom of uh, Literature, you know, uh, Black w- Wisdom and Black Literature, something like that. But anyway, yeah, it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that immensely. I'm reading right now, um, and this is uh, the black theater from the 1700s all the way to 1951, and in that he goes from during time of enslavement when Africans were brought over, they more or less brought their their uh, acting skills with them. And this, this is strictly history, so uh, of the black theater and others, you know. But he in it. I don't care what book you pick up on history, you're gonna find New Orleans in it. You're gonna find New Orleans in it. Why are you backing up all the way?
0: Because so um, that, I'm gonna <laughs> you have your, your thing. I mean, we talking about joining us.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean this is Denise, Denise Graves. She um, yeah. She's uh she's uh, uh she writes, she does uh, a whole conglomerate of stuff and all
0: of so, um, And I'm coming here to eat. And she come in here to eat. But we came, but... <laughs> Wait, the you came to a bookstore <laughs> to eat. Okay. That's what I said. I said the community bookstore yes, so. is for everything, not just books. <laughs> I
1: read. I read. I
0: support. They, see, look, they got food right
1: there. I'm about to go and have some. <laughs> um, I'll be hungry by the time we get here. Hard to read when you... You know, and and so these are the people that depend on books that that make them think because because you're in the community and and the community is a ever changing ooh ever changing you know and and, uh I you know I used to ride the bus and I'm back riding the bus and so now I'm seeing people seeing people, people, and I can write a whole book in my head with these people. About you. And so, you, know, yeah.
0: Yeah, when you turn, yeah, when you turn on the news. But let, let me just add to yeah. you something about oh. what you just said about riding on the bus. So um, last night I was at dinner with my husband. It was our 41st anniversary. It was the first time he's been out really since he had a bad accident in the fall. But I was mesmerized by a group of people at a table nearby me. It was kind of an unusual group because there were three young children who were clearly the children of a couple there, a man and a woman. And then there was this other guy who didn't look like them at all. And he was totally dominating all of the interaction and conversation at the table. And I just couldn't resist keeping to watch what was going on because I kept saying, now the husband has not got to feel all that great about this other guy dominating the table. So I I, I just said, there's a drama going on here. And I saw him reading his phone. He got up and went away someplace. He came back, he was talking with the kids. He was trying to distract himself from that guy who was dominating the whole conversation i mean they left without me really f- figuring out exactly what was going on because it didn't make a complete sense but it was just fascinating to kind of conjure in your mind and and write that narrative about what you're looking at so i understand just mm-hmm. what you mean about people on the bus and i'm that way everywhere i go sitting in the airport waiting for a plane, waiting for a cab at the corner of a, of a, on the street, you know, just everywhere and anywhere. I, am so fascinated by people and what they're going through. Isn't is isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and some of them are
1: really going through a lot of things, but one of the things that they have on a bus is Sonny Patterson. And she has this, uh, uh, talk more or less to calm you down. Because sometimes the bus is late, sometimes the bus jerks you around. Sometimes she said, "Let's pause, take a minute." And and so when you're on the bus, you, you it really it's a soothing voice that comes across um, on, on on the intercom at, at on the bus on the bus. And it's not only the bus because I live over the river. Not only that bus, but the bus coming here, which is the Esplanade. So, yeah, so many books that we out here, you know, I would rather you come in and you could take a look at, you know, especially for the kids. I like for the kids to read old and come up to the new and to see what is the difference compared that last year, That's as you call it, the good old days or the, old, the olden days and compared to this time, uh, just the language change. That's about it. Hey, but folks. we have...
0: To, to, today to call that back in the day. People say back, back in the day. And I'm saying, oh my God, that always makes me feel so old because yeah. I'm definitely from back in the day. Back in the <laughs> day. You know, they won't
1: say back in the day, we, you must remember it too, you know, you talking about it, but yeah. But yeah, you know, read that back in the day. You know, I read a book called um, The Two Lies of Sarah. You know, very interesting even though it was talking about, it was during my era too, in the 60s, you know, so uh, uh, she came from Chicago, she came to this little town in, in Memphis, you know, to and the whole pop, a lot of things, you know, intertwined in her life and everything. And so they told her to go out there to, to Memphis, even though she didn't have any relatives, there was this one uh, uh, woman who helped young girls when they were going through trials and tribulations and different things of that nature so i thought it was an excellent piece because it was during my time and pretty much no people who were like that
0: so is that a book for uh, young people or old people well it's really well
1: not you know elementary elementary but it's, it's really for high school and all and beyond okay it's like to infinity and beyond. yeah. so yeah, high school. I get ninth grade, tenth grade. You know things that, that happen growing up in growing up in the '60s and everything that you know transpires during that time. And so, yeah, so uh, it is. It's a very good book, even though it's for the '60s. Hey, I just tell them, hey, you see how Mama did, and and all women I was well, when when they were teenagers, the music that they played and danced to, and different things that you know, the different problems, you know, growing, you know,
0: growing up. So I think that's the okay. next. It's, ex- it's a problem. It's a problematic time in anybody's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, come the teen years, are difficult years. But I have to admit that for me, um, the 60s, I was in my 20s in New York and Mm -hmm. the 60s, as I recall them, and maybe I'm just sugarcoating it a little bit, were a blast. They were a Mm -hmm. time of change. We left behind the paranoia of the the anti-communism of the 50s and um, the hippies were on the move. And uh, there were lots of political movements that were saying, we don't like it the way it is. We're going to change things. And I kind of feel like it's not nearly as um, upbeat right now as it was back then, because you know now we live with climate change. And, and we're much more aware of racial issues and sex differentiation issues. So it's kind of a more downbeat time, but yet I have the confidence that we're going to emerge from this um, with a whole new blast of energy, um, of, of people taking on the need for change and actually trying to make things happen. So as rough as it seems and as bad as it seems, I kind of feel like we might relive some of that demand for change that happened in the 60s. What do you think? Well, you know, black
1: folks during that time, 60s, they were just trying to get a job. Um and so trying to get a job to, you know, they talk about diversity and equity and all of that. And uh what I said, you know, uh going to school. Uh, Trying to, because everybody, well, during the time of enslavement, you know, you didn't have schools uh, to teach you. So really what I want to say, I want to say that it took, I really want to say that education was the key to getting out of where, where you were. You know, in situations of that nature, you know, uh when I say when I talk about yesterday year, I'm talking about um not having something then, and so far as the only thing you really had was,
0: man, I don't know how to put this <laughs> how well, to you put know, it you know what the part of the problem is for me is that. I was living in New York and it was a not that you don't have a lack of equity and and racism everywhere, up there included, but it wasn't like it was in the pre-65, 1965 days when you were you still had um, segregation. I didn't I didn't live under se- segregation and so I I, I, I definitely lived. During that time in the fifties, when you know, if, if you so much as uttered a word of, of um, embracing the need of people, you were accused of being a communist. But um, and and that was a form of discrimination in and of itself. But it was nothing like what what was happening here under segregation. So, I have a I definitely oh, have the south-, south. Yeah, and the south south it was was way
1: together different. You know, yeah. uh, you, know talk about just, here. Colbert, you know one was over, another was covert, so I talk about the twins a lot, yeah. and um in many instances,' it's like that right now, people you know, but the books that I've read um, that talks about love one another and Helping one another and different things, you know. Even though um, the majority of the books now that I read are of uh, African American or African, and then you hear, you know, you hear the African side and African American side of that side of that of those different eras. So I don't know. It, it you know, it's all together different when you start reading, reading. You know reading, you know, to expand your mind and what's going on. You'll say, what's that? uh, Marvin Gaye say, what's going on,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer, so of the other books that you um, are thinking about that we should read this summer, uh, which would you recommend again that would be kind of illuminating about this era that we're living in because I I think that we've kind of focused in on that and I think it's the right focus because we can't escape it and it is very it's very um, ambiguous we don't really understand exactly what's going on we just know that there's there's a lot of drama there's a lot of challenge um, so we are in a time again when we feel like I think, we change. Change you know,
1: is at work. Yeah, Cass. I think Cass would help help people. You know, when when you talk about uh, what is life after pathogens, you know, what is life after pathogens when she write when she write that part, you know, in the beginning, you know. So and you you have two types. You have the young adult version of Cast, and then you have the adult version of Cast, and so it's it's a if you if you really just like you said if you really want to get into the political scene, though that book there could if you just want to have fun, you know you could read things like um, oh the Black Cake, or you know something of that nature you know where it talks about and in Jamaica there's a cake that they the black cake that they bake, and it—it it was a. it's a little story that goes along with, it. and it's—it's it's fun, you know. That who—who—who's gonna eat the black cake, or who's gonna make the black cake? So you know, you—you you can go with fun, you can go with politics, you can go with history, you know. And even if you don't come to the bookstore to buy a book, you can go to the library and sit back in the cool breeze and. Get a, a, a fictitious tree. I'll make a tree in your head, and uh, sit there and read a good book, and just enjoy your vocabulary.
0: You know, I used to go to the library, just like you're saying. I used to be in there every <laughs> two weeks during the summer when I was coming up, and um, I, I did read a lot of books during the summer as a as a as a not just as a child, all the way through to college. If you're still in your teens, take advantage of that time, right? And, and do some yes. and enjoy it. Let's talk about Community Book Center for a minute because I just want to share with those folks who are not knowledgeable about it, you know, uh, what it's all about. Community Book Center. We
1: are a community engagement place too. We have different universities come in and we engage in community, you know, what is community? How does one walk inside of a community? And um, um, we do, uh, how do we deal with community and gardening? And that's the biggest thing, community and gardening. So I try my best to, you know, connect. And we are connectors, so I try to connect different uh, universities and what exactly that they're looking for, be it for mental health, uh, be it for education, that's that's the biggest thing, education that we deal with. Yeah. So, um yeah, that and as one professor put it, Stephen Danley, he's at Rutgers. He's there's someone, one of the professors asked him, he said, well what is community book sir? And he said, uh it's a black think tank. And so um, that was a good one. So basically, you know, when you come in here, if, you, if you're you looking for a book, what are you looking for? You know, who are you looking for? Why are you here? You know, why, why why this particular place, you know? Not that we're not honored, but what are you looking for? You know, what what answers are you looking for? If you're looking for a, a question, what question are you, are you trying to? So we basically is an extension of home, uh, family, uh, family uh, education. You know, schools, university, all of the above. Mostly family though, and community. That's that's the biggest thing that we hear. And so you're just getting a bonus with the books, so that you can. Well, you're really getting a bonus with us, because with the books, you know, you can read about and you say, ah. I read that in such and such a place, you know. And now that I'm I'm older, you know, some of the things that my mom says, or I heard my grandmother, grandfather, and my dad say, you know, I say, wow, you know, I I've read that before, you know, I've read that, and so you, you see that. That's why when you're doing research, even when you're doing research, you're not you're not only research in a book but you have to do interviews with with elders and different people. And so we're here to be able to pinpoint and tell you where where can you go to uh, find a particular question or answer that you're looking for.
0: I think that's a pretty good summary of the way I feel about it. I mean, I've been to some of the community engagement meetings you've had. I've been to some readings of books um, and uh, I have found every time I walk in there, um, I have a a new experience. And um, I have a couple things that I have bought besides books that um, I I treasure so much. I I think I told Vera uh, Warren Williams about the the book, the uh, tray I got that I think she said came from Haiti. I don't remember exactly, but I know it was Caribbean and it just has flowers on it and it's a black wood with the flowers. I have been using that all the years that I have lived on Esplanade, which is now somewhere around around 40 years. So, I mean, it it still works. It still works. It still looks beautiful like it was- I don't know what, it, there's some magic in it. Maybe it's some kind of voodoo that has a, has it really just um, a charm that it just keeps on lasting and lasting for me. So I, I, I take it as a symbol of the community book center's role in this, in the neighborhoods around it, that um, you know it, it's, it's long lasting. I, I really, um, I, I tremendously appreciate Jennifer, you, taking the time to talk with us. I'm about out of time because I've okay. got a couple other places I got to check in with, but um, I, I I wonder, is there any closing thoughts that either you or Vera have that you want to share with me before we go?
1: Well, well I'd like to thank you for including Community Book Center in your community talk since, you know, since we are a community, and uh, hey, you don't just have to come by, you know, and buy a book. Just come on by, shoot a fact,
0: and hang out, right? And out. <laughs> It's that's that's kind of what um, I think most people who come to you they know that it's going to be more than just picking up a book. Jennifer Turner, Community okay. Book Center. Thank you for being there, and I am definitely going to pick up. Read until you understand the profound wisdom of black life. I think I, I need to be informed by that book. Well, thank yeah. you so so much and you have a wonderful summer. I know that we can. you too Thank, thank you. you. I know we can make it
1: work I know we can make it. If
0: we try. I guess we can. I, know we can, can, if we can. Gosh, I am the uh, polling some of our of really great uh, booksellers in town, and uh, Tom Loenberg at the Octavian Bookstore is one of them. And I'm asking them for their suggestions because they're so familiar with what's out there. Um, so, Tom, um, I'm fascinated to know, because you have such a great selection of books, what would you suggest to people for their summer reading?
2: You know, this is always, um, we we like to do this one-to-one when people come in the store, of course, because there's so many good things that are that are coming out. So, if you ask me this question, I'll always pull about 20 books off the shelf instead of, I think. We <laughs> have anyway, I thought... Um, Uh, I'd start on something that just came in, that's just out this week. And that is um, uh, Isabella Allende's uh, new book, Um, Uh, The Wind Knows My Name. And uh, it just went on sale Tuesday of this week. So um, it is uh, somewhat historical fiction. It's actually set in, uh, part of it anyway, is set in 1938 and part of it in 2019. Both stories involve separation of children from their parents. And so it's it's interweaving these two stories, and
0: um, it sounds very much um, relevant to our times when there's so many people having to migrate, uh, either because of um, political uh, issues, violence, in fact, or even just um, climate change are related. It's about,
2: it's about our time and other times, of course, and and also it's a it's a search. It's family in search of uh, it's, it's it's people in search of family and home. So it's it's mm-hmm. it's a. Uh, it's Isabel Allende, she, of course, delivers. So uh, mm-hmm. right. that's, okay. so. Uh, let's see. Another one that is historically based is uh, just out of uh, uh, Luis Alberto uh, Urias' uh, new book, uh, Goodnight Irene, and it is um, set uh, in, um, uh, it's actually based on, on a story, a true story of his mother, uh, but he didn't have enough details of exactly what her experience was. But she was she had been a, 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 a donut dolly during World War II, uh, working for the donut Red
0: Cross. Donut dolly.
2: Yes, and it's it's actually following the story follows two donut dollies who are good friends during um, uh, World War II. Uh, they are working for the Red Cross. Um, traveling uh from the UK to France uh, Belgium and Germany um, it's not necessarily easy they they there's part of it set during the Battle of the Bulge uh, uh they they're at the liberation of the Buchenwald concentration camp but they uh it's a it's a moving story and um yeah they're serving uh you know coffee and uh, donuts and and morale to the soldiers and uh and, we seem and, and, to
0: be, I think we seem to be um, focusing again uh, right now, and I can imagine some of the reasons why, on um, the Nazi era and the war era. Um, and, and not well, just because we have the World War II Museum here in New Orleans, but um, just it, it seems to be of the moment.
2: Well, it's not not necessarily just of this moment, but because that's, it's, that's a long term thing. But yeah, yeah, there we're in. In a lot of ways, we're in uh, dangerous times now, and so uh, we look back to other dangerous times to, you know, maybe we can maybe we can avoid re- repeating some of the past if we uh, if we're smart and 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 don't forget the past. So, and and,
0: and also, uh, you know, uh, challenge the
2: um, the deniers. Here's another novel. You know, so I, I, you asked me to pick out some summer reading books, and I. Um, I I I wasn't strictly trying to go with beach reads. Uh, that's the other thing. So no, no. Yeah, that's a different type of summer reading. But uh, but people do read a little bit lighter in the summer sometimes. So um, anyway, this is this is uh, this is a huge book right now uh, in our store. Uh, we're selling many copies. It's been out a little while. But uh, Emily Henry's um, Happy Place, and it is. Um,
0: I read something uh, about that. Yeah
2: i mean you probably people may maybe I'm, I'm trying to pick up some that people may have not heard of but some that they have this is one that's, that's been the word is getting out about it but it is um uh it's about uh two people in a relationship uh but they are uh they're they, they're now separated but they um they're also keeping they're they, they decide to kind of keep up the lie they're going they have a um they vacation with uh, uh, some families, friends in um, in Maine, at a in a cottage or cabin, and um, they've done it in the past, and so they decide to uh, not. They don't want to. They don't want to upset anybody with the news that they're no longer together. So they, even though they're uh, at odds, they uh, there's they're keeping up the lie. So it's a uh, you you can imagine. It's not uh, easy,
0: yeah. It's not an easy thing to do. So I can yeah,
2: imagine it can be a fun subject for a book. So. Okay. There's a good, there's a good summer read for you. I thank you so much. And, and highly recommended by so many, not just by us, but by so many of our customers. Okay. Right, so, um, let's see, let me talk about, um, uh, I should mention some nonfiction. So as I said, it's not all beach read. So this, this book is a little bit thick, but, uh, I thought it was worth mentioning. Wow. Uh, this book is called King and it's by, uh, Jonathan Igg did you know Jonathan I, he used to live in New Orleans and worked for the Times-Speaking Union at one point, but he's, he's gone on to write a number of of, of books now, and um, but I thought it was mm-hmm. worth mentioning, this is a, um, uh, this, it's King, A Life, it's, it is a biography of uh, Martin Luther King, and he, he really, um, about this too, he, he yeah. covers so much uh, new information, um, and it is, um, I it just, uh, it's going to be a great read, and we'll, Know, it's uh, worth reading a little nonfiction during the summer as well.
0: Yeah, and especially about someone who really set off the chain of events that we, of course, are still experiencing in uh, resolving the racial differences in our country and trying to um, get things on the right track. He certainly. Um, made that uh, kick that off in a very big way. Um, t- spell the last name of the uh, author again.
2: E-I-G. Jonathan Ig.
0: Do it I one more I'm, time.
2: Uh, E-I-G.
0: E-I-G. Okay.
2: He was here in New Orleans for a while, but he um, he let's see, he did. Um, uh, he wrote a book I think called Get Capone. Um, um, about al Capone and he did a he did a book about uh called ali i think or uh, about um muhammad ali and he's he's um he's 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 quite an accomplished journalist um and, um uh, anyway he's he's we we he's we've also had a little bit of a connection with them with the bookstore and especially during covid he did a he, he uh, was in conversation with an author we did for one of our events. And so hopefully one day we'll get him back here in the store. Oh,
0: great. All right, well, let me know when that happens. I don't know if, I don't necessarily get notices of speakers, um, so uh, keep me in mind. Well, just go,
2: if you're not getting our emails, just go to our, our website and sign up. It's really easy to do.
0: Okay. Just
2: we'll go to okay. um, And, and edit, likewise, if, I'm gonna sign you up for mine. Sometimes. Sometimes things end up in uh in your spam mail, so check that and just you know make sure you're not it's not going there because it's we don't send out spam. Right, I appreciate right. it. So okay. I, I mentioned uh, for another New Orleans connection. I, I just should mention that Richard uh, uh, Campanella's new book just came out. We just launched it here at the store. It's it's uh, draining New Orleans. So it's a fascinating three hundred year story of. Uh, Uh, The quest to dewater the Crescent City, uh, told by Richard Campanella, who is the um, urban geographer who teaches at Tulane, and who's, uh, this is his 14th book. He he is such a resource of information about New Orleans, and he's really done the research here, And, and it's
0: such an interesting subject because You know we we are still faced with the challenge of uh, too much water at our doorsteps and uh, we really I think uh, have not worked hard enough at figuring out how we are going to either survive it and and develop the necessary infrastructure uh, to continue to live here or or figure out how we're going to have to uh, decide when it's time to have to leave, and and I hope that never happens. I, I hope that we get smarter about how to function within the challenges we have.
2: Well, in, in some ways we've been very smart in the past, in some ways we've been very foolish. We we sometimes uh, find good solutions that work for a while, but then they create other problems. And uh anyway, it's all in here. I mean, there's been you know some really fascinating engineering, obviously, to keep New Orleans here, but then. Uh, humans make mistakes also, and, um, don't always see the whole picture. And so we, you know, we're good at pumping the city out, but, uh, we also, we're also sinking and, and sea levels are rising. And so we've, and hurricane intensity is increasing. So, um, there's, it's, 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 this is, this is a life and death issue for us. Between the city. And it always, it has been for 300 years.
0: Well, we're going to have to get even smarter because yeah. if we want to stay here and, you know, it's, it's every day that you open your eyes um, uh, and, and look out your window in New Orleans, you're, you're replenished in your love for it and your appreciation of its beauty. Um, but you're also feeling the fear more and more about um, how we're going to Um, keep it going in the future and and we've got to get we've got to work a little bit harder at it and it's true we did develop the pumping system that actually Amsterdam became famous for but it came from here and not many people know that but yeah
2: now we could learn from people in Amsterdam because they have uh, they've learned to kind of live with water in a way that maybe we haven't yeah Uh, so uh, we can learn something back. We can we can gain something back now. But uh, w- one one of the places to start, though, is reading this book. I mean, it'll it'll, it'll do so much to uh, help us. You can't yeah. sometimes go on the future until you understand what the past is.
0: So Tom, that's this a great selection. I really appreciate it. And let me just say to my uh, listeners that uh, Tom is an incredible resource in general. He's he's just great to visit the bookstore and. And uh, pick his frame
2: about uh... not just mine, but we've got we've got such uh, well-read, knowledgeable booksellers with great taste and they love to talk to you about books. So uh, if if this is if you if you didn't see, if you didn't hear about one you like here, just come in the store, we'll we'll find the right book for you. The great thing about books is you don't all have to read the same thing. There's something there's something you can find for everybody. Tell
0: people your address, a little bit of
2: direction. Uh, We're at 513 Octavia Street, which is uh, right near the corner of Octavia and Laurel. Uh, We are actually expanding the bookstore. So before the year is out, you'll actually be, we'll actually have the corner address at Octavia. Right now we're just, the entrance is just off of Laurel on Octavia Street. And we also, there's also a restaurant in our building called Scrambled. So you can have a brunch at scrambled and uh come to the bookstore you can w- come in the bookstore while you're waiting for your table if you need to wait or you come in afterwards and uh uh and make it make a whole experience out of it and we have great events coming up uh, all, all through the summer so uh,
0: website address
2: uh octaviabooks.com and we're also on social media octaviabooks.com
0: ought to do it Thank you so much, Tom, and uh, you enjoy your summer reading, too.
2: Gene, <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me to come on and talk about what I like to talk about, books.
0: Right, and I, I, you know, I used to be a big, big reader as a younger person, and I have to get back to it. So, All right, uh, well,
2: we'll, we'll see you soon, I then.
0: start with some of your suggestions.
2: All right, great. Hope to see you uh, very soon. I'll be up there. Thank the you. Thank I you. Know. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: The latest books are not the only books out there that are great for summer reading. Sometimes it's um, older books um, or a mix, but uh, uh, Camille Gayot with Beckham's, which is a fabulous um, used and rare book uh, emporium in the French Quarter is with us today also to um, share with us some of her suggestions based on the inventory at Beckham's, which is, uh, give everybody your address.
3: We're at 228 Decatur.
0: And that's between?
3: I think it's between Bienville and Iberville. I'm so bad with directions.
0: That's about, that sounds about right. All right, well, let's let's um, jump right in. Let's hear some of your suggestions.
3: Um, absolutely, uh, since Carrie, and Carrie Beckham and Al Cook, the owners were off today um, and couldn't do this kind of last minute inter- interview, yeah. I wanted to pass on some suggestions that they gave to me that um I wouldn't okay. have read otherwise. All right. So this is not a super old book. It's relatively recent, but maybe a little bit off the beaten track at this point, um, because the author has a newer workout. But the first day that I started working at Beckham's, I asked Mr. Cook um, what I should read. And he told me that his favorite book that had come out recently was um, Salvage the Bones by Jesmyn Ward. I think she teaches here in town. Um, Carrie and Al are both big fans. So Salvage the Bones is going to be like your heavier <laughs> summer reading
0: choice. Sure. Well, well, what better time for when you, you know, literally have a little bit more time to take a breath and, and read something serious.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's very lyrical, it's very local, um, it's about a family, like, and how they go through Katrina, and it's written in a very, like, stunning literary style, um, so <laughs> that is the first one, the first recommendation I'm going to pass on from them to you. Okay, and uh, tell me the author again. Jasmine Ward, can I spell that for you? Please. Nice. Please. Okay, so Jesmin is J-E-S-M-Y-N, and um, Ward is just W-A-R-D, and the book is Salvage the Bones.
0: I have heard of this. It's amazing, actually, the one thing that's been uh, sort of surprising me as I've been uh, interviewing a couple of booksellers in town, that I've recognized the titles, even though I'm, I'm sort of out of the swim of reading. I used to be a big, big reader, and in recent years, I, I just seem to have too much work and, and oh, yeah, um, totally. haven't been able to read as much, but I, I've heard about Salvage the Bones and um, I'm, I'm happy to uh, have the suggestion. I may just go get all the books that have been recommended to me by you all and uh, uh, see what I can get through. OK, what else?
3: Um, The other series that I'm going to recommend. Um, I've had a lot of customers recently who are interested in the the P.G. Wodehouse books, the Jeeves books. Um, and when we're out of those, I recommend a similar series that, like, that Carrie and Al also recommended to me, um, the Map and Lucia books. It's kind of a book about these two kind of um, like suburban women who are a little bit pretentious. The, old, the best way I feel like to describe it is that they're almost like British um, Ignatiuses like they have all these ideas about art and so forth, but they just get themselves into um, these wacky circumstances. And it that kind of says a lot about what suburban life in Britain was like at the time that it was being written by, um, I think the author is E.F. Benson. So it's like a collection of maybe six kind of light humorous books, but they're kind of like, um, E.F. Benson's kind of a writer's writer, even though the books are really light and funny, a lot of like heavy literary figures really liked reading them over and over. And Carrie and gave me a full set of those books as a gift, so they're very sentimental for me.
0: And so as you read them, what, what was your experience of them like?
3: Oh my God, I was just rolling on the floor at some of the stuff that happened. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like people who like Fleabag and like that kind of wry British comedy would enjoy it a lot, even though it comes from a kind of different time. Like, I feel like it could bring people who really like Jane Austen and people who really like Fleabag together.
0: Okay. They're just
3: so petty. Like, there's so much girl (laughs) drama. I don't know. It's, It's almost like Mean Girls, but with like, these British women, it's it's hard to describe, but it's a it's a lot of fun.
0: OK, great. All right. So let me get the title correct. It's it's it's
3: what was the first word? Um, the Map and Lucia books. And so map is somebody's last name. So it's M-A-P-P and Lucia.
0: L-U-C-I-A, right? Yes, ma'am. OK, OK, good. All right. What, what else you got?
3: Um, I'm trying to think of one that I could recommend for um, younger readers. Yeah. I'm sure everybody's plugging Confederacy of Dunces, so I don't wanna, um, I don't wanna.
0: No, actually nobody else has mentioned it and- Oh, uh, then maybe I can be the one. For a while and it is of course, you know, one of the penultimate um, stories about New Orleans characters, as um, Matt, exactly, Matt yeah, would call them. So he he's the the old type. Of, I I'm actually shocked that we still don't have that film that was supposed to be made, or was it made and I forgot?
3: Oh, yeah. Well, I can't I can't not recommend Confederacy of Dunces. Um, I think they made us read it in high school, and as much as I liked it, I think I was just a little <laughs> too young or something to understand the the dynamics and so forth and how funny it was because every time I go back to it it's just it just seems funnier and more thoughtful and deeper than the last time I read it
0: interesting yeah so you've read it more than once
3: oh yeah absolutely huh do you do that a lot do you read books more than once oh yeah totally I love um I love rereading like a lot of times you find out that you misread something the first time I think that can be interesting like realizing that you weren't mature enough to understand something one way or the other this is like a totally different example but Jane Eyre I think a lot of people read that in school when they're 13. I was talking to um another girl who went to to catholic school and like we got assigned Jane Eyre when we were 13 and we had no idea. We were shocked when it turned out that her like love interest was interested in her too. And like rereading the book now as adults, we're like, oh, you know, that guy, like he was, he was after it the whole time. Like this poor girl should have known better. I don't know. But it's just, it's just great to be able to think of like your old, your previous self, your younger self reading the books and to know how you've changed since then and to kind of get to visit with yourself while you're reading too. Uh-huh
0: what what is it like to work amongst um, older books what 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 is your your day like and and, who, and I, I would imagine that your customers are a little bit off the grid so to speak a little bit different from you know the Barnes and noble customer for example. yeah
3: yeah we definitely have um some great regulars with a lot of character and I think that Carrie and Al, the owners of the bookstore who are um, in their 80s, they're like older than a lot of the books and they're still in working five days a week. Um, You know, they have a lot of character and they keep people coming back. They keep locals coming back. We have tourists who come from like all over the world and come back every year to catch up with Carrie and Al and um So just getting to hear their stories about running a bookstore in New Orleans in the French Quarter, like from the 70s to today is is so crazy because it was so different in the French Quarter in the 70s.
0: It was still the um, sort of bohemian um, outpost. Exactly, uh, yeah. Many, Especially literary people. I mean, a lot of people who only think of New Orleans in terms of food and music completely skip over the fact that it is a it, the city is a literary mecca also for many oh, yeah, of course. writers that especially American writers from the um, you know mid and early 20th century the Faulkner uh, crew so to speak that um, uh, habituated the French quarter and and gave it the Moh- bohemian um, image that it has now of course it's such a tourist destination that it's really changed but
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. still there
0: though, that bohemian edge, don't you think?
3: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great to work here to get to borrow some of the strange books that they have. And um, Harry and I are both so knowledgeable that whenever I'm thinking like, oh, I'd like to learn a little bit more about something, especially if it's historical, they have great recommendations. And they've even brought in books from their home library um, to lend to me or even to lend to other regular customers. You know, they have on one occasion bought me a book that I had mentioned wanting to read, which I thought was very sweet of them. Um, I've had a lot of really great conversations with customers here. You can learn a lot about somebody from their, their stack of books. And you know, sometimes I can get lost in just talking about books with people, and not and not realize. Oh, wait! I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to be working. I'm supposed to be doing something else.
0: What's your What's your background? Are Are you a writer?
3: Oh, I'm am I'm a reader. A reader.
0: Okay. Yeah. But um, you obviously paid attention to literature when you were a student, and and this is kind of feeding your passion.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I was an English major. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right and you continue to be as a result of working in the bookshop
3: absolutely yeah yeah I
0: love your stories about them also and and uh, my husband and I both um, know them more my husband than me my husband I think I mentioned to you his father I was the owner of a, of a fairly famous bookstore also called Biblo and Tannen that was in New York in that uh, sort of famous old book section on lower parking yeah and um, so uh, he struck up a, a conversations with them early on and has uh, on occasion dropped back in to find some treasure of a crazy book that he's thought of that he wants. And he says, oh, they, they've got to have it. And I think almost always they did have what he was looking yeah. for. So, yeah, it must be um, also interesting to to just to see the shifts in literary eras of writing
3: it is and um, you know we're we're business people here we want to you know we buy used books and we want to buy what we'll sell regardless of anything else Um, we have you know been getting lots of requests for colleen hoover but i guess she's popular enough that no one wants to sell us colleen hoover books yet so we can't help people with that
0: I don't know about Colleen Hoover. What's the story?
3: She is, I think she's an author who got TikTok famous. Um, She's incredibly prolific. She writes about like relationships a lot. Um, I think she's going to have a movie coming out pretty soon. The first movie based on one of her books. She's probably the most popular writer like writing right now.
0: Really?
3: Wow. Yeah, especially for women. Oh, uh, the other thing is, like, we get a lot of bachelorette parties who come through and. <laughs> really? Oh, totally. And they love to leave with a romance novel.
0: Oh, that's so funny. I it a, is, yeah. I would never have never thought of that.
3: Especially the Fifty Shades of Grey series. Like, a bachelorette party comes in, and I know that I could probably bet money that, you know, about half the time they'll walk out with some Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh
0: huh, right. I love that. That's a great story. Yeah, and I think we have a lot of bachelorette parties in the French Quarter. Bachelor oh, and bachelorette.
3: Yeah. Goodness, yeah. I've got friends from out of town who are like, oh, I'm coming down for a bachelorette party, and I'm like, good good luck, you know? <laughs>
0: well, yeah, you have to um, be on your toes. Oh, totally. <laughs> but dancing as well as... Uh, watching um what's all going on around you yeah. um so how, i'm just curious this, this is kind of a silly question but uh, uh, getting in and out of the french quarter is not the easiest thing in the world so how do you it is not come down on the streetcar from where you live or do you go where do you park
3: you know there have been times when i came down on the streetcar. um unfortunately the times when it's hardest to park it's also hardest to get a seat on the streetcar. Oh, so, right. yeah, wow. I have my um, secret little parking spots, but I, I don't want to blow up my spot. So I, <laughs> I can't. <say>
0: <laughs> Presumably, they're not that far from your store, though, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. But sometimes even they're filled. But, um, you know, we if if people want to come sell us books and they're having trouble parking, like call on the phone and we'll usually be able to find you a spot at least for long enough to unload the books, you know. That's so way. anybody who's having trouble bringing in a big load of books, like call us and we'll help you figure it out. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Well, I love the idea that um, also you're picking up books from New And So right there, that is a very special source.
3: Absolutely. We get the best kind of local cookbooks, especially we sell oh. them as soon as we get them. But um, I've I've oh. seen some great stuff pass through. Oh that's, that's
0: that's that's interesting too. Yeah, I've um I don't cook that much but I have a serious collection of cookbooks from having lived here and you know if you go to a, a any kind of an event and there's some cookbooks for sale it's hard to resist. Of course, and, yeah. Uh, so I have them even though maybe I'll do one one recipe out of them in my lifetime but I still love to get them
3: um speaking of cookbooks have y'all maybe talked to seasoned at all for for this they're a they're used kitchenware store but they also sell. what's it called seasoned
0: no don't know about it tell me about it
3: so they're like a used kitchenware store i really like them i got an ice cream maker for twenty dollars from them um, a few years ago and i've just been you can make froze in there you can make frozen yogurt so that has been making my summer Wow. but they also sell cookbooks they sell new and used cookbooks and the owner is very tasteful and you know very well read in cookbooks so maybe she could give you a recommendation for a summer cookbook that sounds great where is that located um it's on i think it's on barone let me look it up really quick sure it is on dryads i was wrong
0: Dryads, okay
3: yeah it's on dryads and general taylor
0: and general taylor well that is a great little hint and i might even try to catch them on the phone
3: oh yes yeah, um,
0: yeah i don't know how long a uh, show i have already i'll have to wait until my editor tells me if i have any space left but if not i'll catch them another time but that's thank you for that hint i really oh, totally. and listen thank you so much for your time i love it that you were able to oh. spend a few minutes with me
3: yeah, it's been, it's been fun. I was a little nervous. I, would, uh, it, I I try to warn people that this is the least
0: nervous show in town because it's just so casual. I'm really just curious and I, I let my curiosity guide the conversation. So it's, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, this is not NPR, you know, yeah it's a little more casual but thank you very very much um camille you're such a lucky girl to have such a lovely name i've always loved the name camille and um yeah i I, i'm gonna send people to you at beckham's on the 200 block tell me again your address 228 decatur street yes ma'am yeah yeah here we go. Thank you so much. You have a great weekend. Thank you. Lots of great ideas there. I'm, I'm impressed. and I hope you um, do, in fact, try to do some reading this summer. I'm going to make a serious effort. This is Jean Nathan for Town Conversations.